Hi, welcome back to We There Yet, WTY Podcast. I'm Rich Kamko. Great news. As you may have noticed, there were some delays between the last couple episodes. Uh, on the first episode, I was interviewing Marion Grodin, and she mentioned Bonco TV and a project she was working with them. And she invited me after our great interview to meet up with the producers. And so they tried me out for five episodes and five more and five more. And now I'm on board with the Vic DiPotato show with Marion Grodin. So uh, you can check it out. Uh, I'll You go to boncotv.com. Uh, it's B-O-N-K-O-T-V.com. And you can stream it on your Android. You can stream it on your Roku. As of 2016, it will be on Apple TV and other... Uh, iOS platforms. It's an OTT platform. Uh, I don't exactly know what that means, but if you do, then you understand it. If not, just go to you know www.bonkotv.com, b-o-n-k-o-t-v.com, and you'll find out more information. But uh, now on to our next episode with comedian Kyle Grooms. Is we there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Uh, that's me. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to WTY, We There Yet Podcast. I'm here today in Jersey City in my own home with Kyle Grooms. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I like that music. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it got me in the mood to, to, to podcast. <laughs> it's a little pick-me-up. I'm up. ready now. Yeah, you ready? pick me up a little bit. Right. I was like, oh, dude. I think it takes a second to kind of go from like hanging out, comic... Yeah, checking my phone, watching the setup, and then hey, right, right, <laughs> right. And your, and your, and your daughter, who's not even two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She just was calling you. She, yeah, she called and left a message on my answer machine. That's, That's so funny. Crazy. Yeah, she could work the phone, man. It's, I, I don't know. It's. I guess the new generation of kids are she coming. She can help me. I have a corrupt it. file on my. Oh yeah, she could, she could take she care of you. Could <laughs> 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 take care of you. That's so funny. Now, Kyle. Uh, we've worked together in the past and I haven't seen you in a while, but, uh, I, I always want to get your story because, you know, you're this chill dude, but I know you've got a backstory. I know you've uh, got a, back been a journey. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing comedy, shoot, 20 years now, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've been in the game a minute and, um. Yeah, I have a story. My, my, when did, when, yeah, you were originally born, were you down south? before? No, you I was born out? in Jersey. I was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey, but I graduated Perth Amber High School. But then I went to college in Fort Lauderdale. Right, right. So, yeah, I went to college in the late 80s, early 90s, and then I got out and started doing comedy in 95. So, wow. yeah, in Miami. So, right at the, that was like as everything was. Yeah, yeah, Def Jam was hot, you know, I mean, as far as black comedy and then. Yeah. Uh, and then 2002, I decided to come to New York and really pursue it and learn comedy, learn the art of stand-up. And you right. know, when I came in, it was, it was the scene was great. Greg Giraldo, Patrice O'Neill, uh, all these guys were doing their thing. Norton. Right. So, yeah, I came in. I snuck in under that class, you know. <laughs> I felt like a transfer student, too, because I came to New York and no one knew who I was. And I was on a list at all these different clubs. And they're like, who the hell? It's Kyle Grooms, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have to really do the New York bring a show grind and the, you know, well, all the bar show grinds. Well, I guess at that point yeah. you had sort of made other connections, came in. and Yeah, like, yeah, I had developed in Miami already, so. Right, right. And I had connected with, you know, some heavy hitters 
right. respected what I did. You right, know. and then would say, hey, you should check so-and-so yeah. and give him a spot. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, God, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. There's plenty of people that, you know, I know people from <laughs> other, other, it's always like the other coast. There's always the other city you go and, yeah. you know. You're, you're new again. But I, I had good, you know, a lot of the guys would come down, um, Nick DePaula, who's, you know, not known to be a really friendly guy, but he was he was real cool <laughs> with me, man. Cause really? I used to host the improv and, I'd always set the guys up to have a good show. I wasn't a host that was annoying or, right, right. you know, try to do too much time and grandstand. I knew how to set the room. Right, so just they pull could the people kill. together. So yeah, and they could kill. And yeah, yeah. Oh, good, because that's, that's the host that they all yeah, want. They don't yeah. want some guy working on their material. Yeah, like, working oh. on it, you know, shitting up the room before they get on. Can right. I curse on this? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. that's, that's fine. Yeah, 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 it's podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anal, bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. What was what was the moment like down I guess in Fort Lauderdale when like was there, was there an open mic or what didn't you stumble upon this thing? Like, now Miami when I started there wasn't that many there was no improv there there used to be an improv but it closed there used to be bananas there was like a a there was a few clubs in Miami but they all had closed when I started but I started in the black rooms there was a room oh, called okay. Studio One Eighty Three it was like next to a flea market it was like the black comedy spot i mean and, and on on tuesday nights was like the the most hot night so you had you would have miami dolphins players you would have blue collar workers wow. you'd have the the strippers and drug dealers sometimes luther campbell would be in the audience so it was like <laughs> it was all the who's who of miami would come to this show wow. i remember seeing Dion sanders in there when he was you know, still, Tuesday yeah. next to a flea yeah, market. Next to a flea market. Yeah. I mean they and they everybody's come through there. Bernie Mac, uh Cedric the Entertainer, and I and I would see all these comics come through and I I that's where I started. And so you were like, shit, I wanna do this. so I wanna you just went to an open mic and said I'm gonna Yeah, do I called shit. they said Marvin Dixon's the host and I called him and they didn't have a lot of comedians, so and a lot of wow. times they couldn't fly comedians into Miami or people would miss their flights. So they would use the local guys a lot. And when Marvin wasn't there, he needed someone to host. So, right, right. you know, he would let us host. And the room was so scary, but I would do it every time he called me. Like, I was afraid to answer my phone on a Monday or Tuesday. Because if it was Marvin and I would hear his voice go, hey, Kyle, this is Marvin. You want to come do the room tonight? My my whole body would shiver, man. It was... <laughs> Because the room was rough. They they come to boo you. It was just one of those. Right. They do stuff. They shake yeah, their, yeah. their keys or throw shit. Or... They would shake their keys. What did he used to make people do? Um, no, he would just say, all right, the guy's not funny. Boo his ass. Just boo him. And you would have guys. They, they had like a crow's nest where people would sit like in a balcony above your head. And they were like the guys who really would wow. go in on you. So, so. in a way, that was the incredible training yeah, now, it was. There's a certain it was confidence like, now when you walk into a room and like, well, there's no one here that's going to shoot at me. <laughs> but it did give me some post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like where you're not, like now I'm calm on stage. I try to be chill and then shoot from the inner inner person. But there you're just trying you to keep them off you. you. Like, yeah, but they, ooh, ah, you're loud, you're brash, you're like attitude and, you, you know, but it, so it took me a long time to slow down in comedy right. and say what I totally really Because you're totally chill when yeah. you perform. You're not like, yo, baby, blah, blah, yeah. blah, Yeah, I go I from like, calm to, to big. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But I imagine in those rooms, you sort of, they expect you to kind of do like 
fireworks up front. Yeah. And then a shoe, pop, pop, pop. Especially when you look like I look, too, coming up with glasses. And they aren't expecting me to be a nerd and go, hi, guys, I'm my mother, you know. Right. And so you kind of have to right. uh, let them know that you're not a sucker. <laughs> right, right. And that, you know, that you just are funny because guys would try. I had plenty of dudes try me just on the, uh, he ain't going to say, man, what can he do, you know. Right, right, and then yeah. you then you glock them down yeah. with a punchline. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you you had to develop that. Yeah, you had to, and and the host Marvin was so good at that. The guy that I, I like, he was like the the guy in Miami that you'd look up to, and he was the kind of host that when the room was his, it was his room. Uh, President Obama could walk in, and if Obama's making noise or being out of pie, he'll tell him, "Hey, <laughs> man, Obama, you a hey, uh, you know," and he. <laughs> He'll go in on whoever's right, the right, big right. shots in the room. He still wouldn't right. care and oh, still good. make it funny. So I did learn that from him, you know. Um, right, because you got to be fearless. Yeah, you have to be. That's a room where you, it's interesting because that's a room where you have to be fearless. But at the same time, I think, like you were saying, like finding your voice in the inner yeah. when you're in a room where they're all they all want you to front and like yeah, be like, hey, uh, look at these women, look at these, uh, you know, talk about hopes. people, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. you're not like that, yeah. you know. Now your voice is completely like you're so chill, <laughs> but you know you you bring it, mm-hmm. but you're not. You don't come out like throwing out, you know. Yo, hey, woo, woo. Yeah. all that stuff. I mean, there's it's different extra styles. bravado. Yeah, yeah. But I do uh, even now when I still go back to do rooms in Miami, I still have to find that medium because I have to push because you have to perform. They want to see a performance. They want to see some energy. Right. But right. I can't fake it and over, you know. Overdo it, right? You don't want to be like, Whoa! yeah, because then make noise, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, how many yeah. more people can represent in this? Yeah, room? yeah, <laughs> we get it. You're We're here. here. You're yeah. representing. We're all here. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was what's the what was the transition like? Because now, like I remember in your act, you also say I'm a non-threatening black man. Because yeah. if you do an all-white room, mm-hmm. you definitely don't want to come in going, yo, yo, represent yeah. <laughs> white privilege, represent. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're all like uptight. So there's a whole other, I guess. Your, what's your process there? It's like, it's a different entry. Yeah, it's just it, like, to be honest, my first part of my career, I was doing all black rooms. And once I started doing white rooms, I was a little nervous or apprehensive. I don't know why, but even though I was just talking about, I was I guess I was talking about black issues and I didn't know if they would receive it well. But um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the transition from doing, you were doing these hard, Hard like yo, yeah, yeah. and suddenly if you go to mainstream, you know, white all white rooms, how do you enter? And you were saying you were uncomfortable. Yeah, I still, yeah, it still would, um, it still would translate just because sometimes people. It's like when I go over to like England or something. If I just a swag of saying motherfucker and being a black American who's kind of like <laughs> yo, you know what I mean, got a little better, you know, in his voice. Right, right, right. right. It, it it almost is a little easier though because right, because you're like yeah, you're like, excited. Yeah, they're excited. Like oh, he's yeah. Like this is interesting. This is different. This is you know. Right, right. And and I've been told too that I I can say like I use the word nigga in my act and it don't make white people uncomfortable for some reason. I, I don't know. It's just right. I guess the person or the way you say it or the but tone. Also your energy is. Yeah. I don't feel like you're trying to settle a score when you say, no. you know, nigga. Yeah, yeah. But I feel weird. I can't yeah. say it in front of you. I'm like, I've been called the N-word growing up just because yeah. my town was so white. They thought oh, wow. I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is all they saw. Oh, wow. So I was like, I don't, I don't uh-huh. understand. Wow. I, I hey. saw a root. 
Prince? I don't. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. I, what? You know, I still thought I was white. I just thought everyone was white, like mm-hmm. Polish American, Filipino American. Yeah. Okay, we're all American, right? Yeah. They're like. No, you're, you're a little different, man. Yeah. Now you have a permanent suntan. Yeah, I have a built-in sunscreen. <laughs> but I remember even one time you were doing—I think you're doing art house here in Jersey City with me—and you know the audience was on board. But at one point you said, "Relax, mm-hmm. you can laugh." You yeah, know, and yeah, they yeah. all relax. I think yeah. every white person was like, "Oh, okay, we're we're cool. He's cool." Yeah, that's weird to me, man. That white people like they carry so much of uh, history with them. Like they feel guilt. Like. If it's truth, you should be comfortable in it or uh, or laugh. I, I don't know. It's just right. It's different. I mean, we're not I don't coming understand from that, why you, that kind of. I don't know. They all saw Roots and The Wire, so they all yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like just, it's, if you're sitting in an audience to be today. entertained, right? And someone says something, don't cat. It's not you. Laugh, ho. You know what I mean? Right. Laugh. Just. Right. I but I, I you know I, the thing that's weird. I did a college showcase uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know it's this weird thing where. I don't know. Even just in the last ten years, college students have become very. I mean, this was a, and this was not a completely all white crowd, mm-hmm. but they all kind of clenched when yeah. I went up and said, "I know." Some people were like, "Is that guy gay or just Asian?" <laughs> Clench. I'm like, usually that's funny. Like in oh, a regular wow. room of adults, they're like, "Wow," because they're all thinking that. Mm-hmm. They're like checking. You're, they scan you the minute you mm-hmm. get on stage. You got to call out your color. You got to call out mm-hmm. how tough am I? Or am I? Don't, I don't have enough swag. Am I? Yeah. I'm not wearing a rainbow unicorn, but. Mm-hmm. It's, have you done? Have you you just you were just a keen and yeah yeah I just did a college up in, and they were fine you know um, but I have noticed that colleges now I guess that this newer generation they are being raised different like um, they don't even an acknowledgement of your difference is like dude what are you doing we're all the same you know right, right. and even I remember at that age too being totally we are the world. You know, like, hey, I mean, hey, get over it. We're all different. Why are you even bringing it up type right, right, thing? But then right. when you get old and you start realizing the, the political and the the, the psychological uh, right, right. departments you're in as a, as, you know, for when your color and your ethnicity and all that. But um, yeah, at that age, they just get a little weird with it and they think you're perpetuating it. Right, right. I'm like, no, I'm calling it out. It <laughs> you're but, all going to leave here and it's all going to haunt you later. But then again, too, I think comedians sometimes we carry that on stage with us too because we don't know what the audience is thinking. They're just sitting there wanting to laugh. You don't know if, right. you know, the the person's last five girlfriends were Filipinos. So you know what right, I mean? You don't right, know right. if they're looking at you like that or not. So the thing is for us to just be funny, we can't assume that they're, right. you know, that blocks you a little bit if you assume that the audience thinks something. You don't know what they're right. thinking. Right, you never know. That's you never know. Right. What was What was the moment you realized you had this skill because you were I mean when you were first doing those rooms it was scary you were like shitting your yeah. pants but when was that like ah oh, I love this I gotta do this it was about my third show I had I did like some country club in Pompano Beach and and this bit that I wrote about how they portray black people in movies but how Oprah Winfrey and the color purple it was like in the old movies when they go who that say me when I say who that so it was like social commentary and it, and it worked, and people laughed, and I was like, oh, hey, ah. <laughs> you mean, I told a joke, uh, you know, it said a little bit of history. It was like, a, and it worked. And I was like, hmm, I got to keep doing this. Yeah. That's yeah. when the dope hit my veins, and I was right. like, ah. I, I can't stop. It's so, yeah, I can't yeah, stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's amazing, because down there, if there's not that many comics, you can get on stage. Yeah, that's what it was. In front of like, real people. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like a secret, the secret weapon. You can go open mics. I was more. headlining like three years in, but wow. because 
there was like the people, these cheesy promoters would book us because they didn't want to fly people in. Oh my god! And so I would go up and you know, and I would de- I develop material pretty quick. It wasn't all brilliant stuff, but it was right. you know. But you were able to get through. Yeah, yeah, your set. through. Yeah, I was able to get through my set. Yeah, wow. my whole set. And uh, yeah, the first time I ever did uh, performed on stage, I did fourteen minutes and didn't know that. You don't do that your first time on stage. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was just naive. There was like, no, okay. There's no timekeeper going, yeah, okay, yeah. one minute, wrap it up. Yeah, it's just I didn't know that, you know, comedians, it, just to do three minutes of first-time stand-up is difficult. And I, and I went up and did, like, 14, 15 minutes um, a set, and it was it, it, it worked my first time on stage. Wow. And now I look back, I'm like, what was I doing? Like, you know. Right, right. People don't go up their first time and attempt right. to do 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Or, yeah, Just you know. Just do like five and cry. And yeah, yeah. Cry. <laughs> do three, you realize, hey, this ain't as easy as I thought, and then <laughs> right, right. cry. But nah, my first, <laughs> I killed with my first 15 minutes. I mean, I knew the audience was Latinos, and I knew a bit about Spanish soap operas, so I just talked uh, about that. And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. kind of catered it to that. And, you right, know, right. Right. Well, Been through great. a few sex jokes, made fun of a few people in the audience, and oh, nice. I survived. I mean, I look back and I'm like, it wasn't brilliant material, but it was. <laughs> for, but in that moment. But in that, that moment you know, for a, a for newbie, first time, first time touching a yeah. mic and not getting cotton mouth. Right. See what I mean? <laughs> not, not getting run off the stage. Run off stage and embarrassed. Right. Yeah. That's great. Now, what, when, like, what was there like a, a dark like a dark moment of the soul where you're like, fuck this, I can't, I can't stay. Like, what was a surprise for you along the way? Like, you were loving the beginning, but there must, did you ever have a crazy, like, I bombed or the whole audience threw their keys in the air? Oh, I mean, there's always bomb moments. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you do bomb. And there's times when you're performing for three people, you know. (laughs) And just the whole comedy game, the ups and downs. Like, one day you'll think you're on your way to being something big and you feel like you're everything is clicking and the next day you feel so irrelevant and so unfunny and like yeah it's like you go None through of that matters yeah Everything it's that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is gone. Yeah, all that happens yeah. is that didn't work get the fuck out of yeah, town yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> Your hotel room and just like why yeah. am i here can i can i just cancel it's my reservation it's constant up and down right. in, in your spirit and your in your optimism everything right, you know right. you question everything yeah even yeah. though you i mean you've got 20 years under your belt oh my god you have good weeks where wow i'm in the business then nobody cares about me it's, it's like, Right. Yeah, it's all in my head. I, I'm keeping myself going, I guess. <laughs> mm. What was like what was the thing you discovered about yourself in this like a surprise about the industry or about yourself, you know, in this Um years? I didn't I, I found that I'm not as uh it's not as easy as, as you think it is just acting and and being a personality on camera. I realize I, I have Maybe my talent, I'm talented, but I don't know if I'm a personality type. You know what I mean? <laughs> because right. It's like sometimes you can be too chill, you know what right, I mean? Right, and not, right. not make enough noise. And right, I, I right. don't know. It's like right. that, that kind of freaks me out a little bit because I'll, I'll be amazing on stage. And off stage, I'm like, hey, guys. And the audience looks disappointed sometimes. <laughs> They're like, hey, what happened to him? Where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> they think you're going to be, hey, who have? But it's like, yeah, if we hang out a little, yeah, we'll be fun. Right, right. I think it's also weird because I know 
when I was younger, I was always on, and now that I do comedy, I'm like, I just want yeah. to bed. Selling myself isn't a isn't a yeah. I'm learning to sell myself more. Right. I'm like, oh, you want to go to bed? <laughs> right. I'm like, no, you can't go to bed now. You're yeah. gonna hang out, talk to people. Yeah. That person who who was the guy that did the really racist, homophobic set. Talk to him. Ah. Network with the scary person. Yeah, I have no uh. problem going to the people you know yeah. that I think are cool, but like no. And I was in Chicago doing some college gig, and I thought I gotta go and fill up the week. And I just went to had some gig at Zanies, and this guy mm. was really scary and did like the fag, you know, cheeky oh, really? whatever jokes. Oh. I'm like, just go talk to him. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, you were good, like gay shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, should talk to so and so and so and so. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah, but I'm mm. like, but I, you know, that thing mm. of like networking. I'm always like, I'm always the one hiding in the back. I mean, I, uh, I know I can either go and like be on, or yeah. just like I gotta, I just book. I don't even look yeah. at people. I don't know. It's it's just a weird it's thing. Hard. It's a hard business. I've learned maybe I'm a little shyer than I thought I was. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Do you feel like because I I I get this people are always like where'd you go you can't even hand out postcards for your show but you're yeah. on stage yeah you'll crush the audience but like yeah that's the part is this is it's a little more difficult for me the self-marketing that you know right putting yourself in positions uh yeah just promoting getting people to sell merchandise even for me it's like but i'm learning more of that part of the business you right. know what i mean doing right. that have product. We have yeah. a merch table. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I gotta bring T-shirts and a DVD and a. I, I like for my stuff to be organic. You know what I mean. I don't like to be too pushy, but um, I, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm I think it's the truth. I mean, because there's people out there that are really successful, and they're, I don't know. I sometimes you're like, well, how did? The, well, they're out there hustling. They're yeah. hustling, even if they're not. And you find your audience too. I guess you know, even just putting stuff out, small things that they feel. They know you, and they they know where to find you. But I don't know. That's yeah. the part that's hard, right? For me. Now, what was what was your first like the big break, like the big first TV, your first TV gig? First TV, I did Deaf Comedy Jam, my second year in comedy. Get you know, and like Deaf Jam, second year, second in? year in comedy. How was yeah. that? Yeah, it, it was crazy because because. Uh, it was Def Jam was the first time they did it in L.A. And then it was the first time they were using multiple hosts because it, it, it changed as the seasons went on. But for yeah. me, it was just a big deal to be flown to L.A. and get right. to do Def Jam, so a show that I used to second watch and be in. like in my second year. Yeah. And it was with the jokes that I the, the Oprah Winfrey joke and oh, the one that I. Yeah, God, that great. was the joke I did on there. And uh, that was that was crazy. I mean, my first joke bombed. And, but uh, on then the taping. on the taping, but it, but no one knew it was like one of those where it didn't get the laugh, but I didn't show that it was even supposed to be funny. So I kept it moving. And then I got a stand and no at the end. Like it just, wow. after that, it was like I had to dig in and I built. And then at the wow. end it was a standing ovation. In your first time on a major. Yeah. Yeah. Check, it's my able, second. Yeah. You were able to like not like not panic. freak out. Yeah. It was like, has, I was like, did, was that, that first joke. Was that didn't first hit. joke. Like your hundred percent guarantee always gets a gets a laugh. Joke. Yeah, it was getting a laugh, but I think you know your nerves a little, so you you go over it a little fast, uh, so the audience didn't didn't get, get it. it right, and it was like Whew, 
That was a miss. A swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, I got two more strikes, right? I could still yeah. just give me another one. And then I literally felt myself like dig in and go, okay, now it has to it has to take wow. off from here. And and the, the, the producers already knew what your set was. Yeah. So yeah. they went through line for line, like what you're doing, and they did, did they say like do this order or they just said do what you No, no, that was pretty much my order from what I remember. Yeah. You know, I remember from my order. Wow, and, and the standing I, oh yeah, God. yeah, and, and, and then standing out. I was like, were were you able to feel that? Like, yeah, yeah, that was you, for me. That was like after that night, I was, you know, at the after party, you know, you just feel hmm, it was amazing. Wow, mm. wow, and then I mean, I, this is just because it's political. That's what's happening now. But you you did uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Was there any contact with Trump, or he was just you were just yeah we were there just as uh, entertainment yeah like a, a help yeah it, yeah it was like you know they we weren't part of this crew it was they they had to put on a comedy show so they brought in comedians to help and we were one of the comics I did get to go to the Trump Tower and hang out at the place and Trump came through but it, we were like just assess accessories I guess right right to right. the story the hell. that week yeah that week we were that week's story yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean the yeah. comedy show so it wasn't like he you were sitting yeah okay I was just curious but cause yeah Trump over. didn't fire me or nothing <laughs> right he didn't even know right again that he moment. walked past me once or twice but right and his daughter's beautiful in person but, oh right yeah, yeah she's, 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 she's like, stunning I was like I tried to make eye contact see what's up <laughs> I tried to hit, put the beam on her. You know what the I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the tractor beam didn't work. Catch your eye. Like we caught eye. We locked up. We locked eyes. When the beam was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> we locked eyes. I tried to put that little something on her. <laughs> was mm. there was there shield on that sort of blocked the full tractor beam? <laughs> <laughs> we looked. We locked. It was like mm, okay, all right, and kept it moving. <laughs> Probably scan my bank account or something. She's like, mm, no, nah. it's, not, it's not in my tax bracket. Uh, right, right. We need to be at mutual, mutual. But I would account. totally date uh, Trump's daughter, even though I have a girl. I would totally date Trump's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> is this part of the list? Is yeah, this yeah. The list, we we would girl? date Trump's daughter. Yeah. And okay. your girl's okay with that? Yeah, but like, listen, Melissa, it's, it's best for both of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for us. For us, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You like to travel, don't you? Uh, come on. Man. How how is your girl with your career? Like, is she super supportive? Is she like, okay, yeah, yeah, on, she's super this. supportive. Um, and uh, she works part time, which I think she wants to work no time. But sometimes when you know when those summer months get slow, you know, you, you need a little bit of. Right. Extra, yeah, right. yeah. It's so volatile. The business is so volatile. Yeah. So, and plus, it's it's like she went from working full time to part time to barely like because we have a kid. So, yeah. Like she'll have because when I'm on the road, she'll be off, and then she'll work like three days, and now three days for her work, and it's like, oh god, I gotta work three days. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like if she worked no days, could you imagine? <laughs> Somehow that happens. Like the less you do, the the more the you think. Yeah, 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 do anything. Yeah. <laughs> guess that's how humans are designed. Or something. Right. I guess you just get spoiled, and then you don't want to do anything. Like, why aren't people working for yeah. me? <laughs> that's why. That's why I think Pharaoh made people build pyramids because you guys have to do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't just sit your ass around through. Like, build this pyramid. You, you, <laughs> 
push push a rock. That'll, that'll keep you busy. That'll yeah, keep, keep you busy for And using your body and your mind and right, you know, right. yeah. They don't need any, you know, CrossFit. We got yeah. a pyramid. Do yeah, that. build a pyramid, man. <laughs> keep you guys off the streets. <laughs> keep you out of the sand. Yeah, being lazy. Yeah. Now what what is like what's like the next thing you'd like or or you know I'd like to uh, create an economy. <laughs> to be honest, I'd like to uh, be able to create projects for other people. Do you know what I mean? Like, just just to see some. I've been writing a lot. But it's so hard just getting people to read your scripts, man. People right. don't like read. Uh, go shoot it. Let me. I'll, I'll send me the link. I'll look at it. But right. Yeah, right. but you know, I've, I've been writing. I've took a writing course. That's something I had to do, or something I chose to do. I took a summer's writing course at Rutgers, which helped me a lot in telling stories. And, um, yeah, I'm producing a show in Miami, and I'd love to um, just produce more. I, I, I meet a lot of young, talented people. I'd like to put them on and write right. stuff for them and help them. Right, you know. right. And what's the thing in Miami that's a Miami comedy? Miami, there's a – I found a beautiful theater in Brickell. I don't know if you're familiar with the Brickell area of Miami. It's uh, right in downtown. Because Miami's hot right now. They have the Wynwood section, which is the art district. Right. And it's like all these art murals and like mm. galleries and it's just a chill neighborhood. It's like friendly, people are talking. it's just so dope. And then right next door is Brickell, which is their financial district, which is oh. a hot area in Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the the Coconut Grove Improv closed, which was a Miami improv. Oh wow. Because Coconut Grove fell off. So now Brickell's a hot spot, but I Coconut found a Coconut Grove fell off. Yeah, Gro- Gro- Coconut Grove fell off. Coconut Grove used to be hot for years since Did the eighties. The market just collapsed. Yeah, the, I, the, yeah, people stopped going. Like oh. I don't know if people started going to Wynwood more, start going to South Beach more. Right. They started making it more family friendly type. Because it's a chill neighborhood. If I bought a house, I'd love to live in the Grove because it's so chill. You can walk right. around. Right. It's still nice. Go get a French breakfast or something. Right. But for nightlife, not so much anymore. Oh, you know. Okay. So the improv closed, and um, I found a beautiful theater right on the Brickell Bay. It's called the Flamingo Theater, that they do Latin acts, like Colombian comedians and Venezuelan acts, and they sell the place out. They pack the place out, but they want to do English-speaking comedy. Uh, So they they gave us a Wednesday night, and we're promoting and um, bringing in the same people you'd see in New York, Either at the cellar or stand up New York or any of these nice. clubs. And then what does it seat? Four hundred people, man. Nice. Yeah, it's a four hundred seat, and it's it's a sweet theater, man. It's like they have couches you can sit on with little oh, tables. Nice. It's, it's so like, it's like a deco kind. Yeah, of. yeah. It's like a real cool. Like the owner is really into theater and, and production. That's so important so, when you have yeah. a venue owner that gets yeah. it. They're not like, yeah, whatever. Here. Yeah, as soon as you walk in, it feels good. The lighting, it's is. You have the green rooms and and uh, the acts that come down stay in the hotel because the theater's connected to the hotel and okay. you can hang out in the pool, have some ceviche next to the pool. You know what I mean? It's it's like chill. It's a nice right, little it's nice, it's night nice getaway game. from New York. Yeah, right, just for not, the night. You're not in some like you know yeah. motel six. Six, yeah. Trying not to get bed bugs and trying to get <laughs> Applebee's down the street. As a matter of fact, I was there last month and I'm in the pool, and the security asked me for my um. Room key, because it's like Brickle's not used to seeing people of color too much. Really? Brickle's like more people from South America or whatever, and, and my uh, Cuban. 
Right, Latinos. And I'm in the back. I'm in the pool doing the backstroke, and you know, That's freaking yeah. Like just, <laughs> I think I was having too and much swimming. Yeah, yeah. I think I was having too much fun, man. They say they can't possibly. He must have snuck in. <laughs> Because I was swimming in the pool like someone that's not used to being somewhere like a, you know. Right, and no one swims in the pool. They yeah, just hang around yeah, the yeah. pool. They don't swim in it. How funny. And yeah, security, I'm, I'm there on my back, and I look up, and security's like, I need to see your room key. I'm like, my room key? I'm in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to keep a key? And I'm, I'm I, swimming. I'm, I'm making it rain on Wednesdays here, dude. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. I know. I mean, I still get. You know, when you're when you're when you're not when you're a brown town or, or you know, <laughs> you're always sort of on the radar of somebody. Yeah. 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 What what now how some of these gigs you do are way out in the middle how is that doing like say, I don't know, middle America or these clubs you go out? I like it, man. I I've I haven't been in the Midwest until I started doing stand up and it's like I don't know, it's just America. It's like, it's like weird. I love it. I don't know. I'm a fan. They drink. Drinks are cheap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know right, what I mean? Right. You could get a beer for a dollar. Right. You, know, you feel nickel like a beers. When yeah. When there. you go out, the people are usually fun. They have the best weed. Um, <laughs> and Midwesterners are like, like you could like people who say, "Oh, white people, white privilege," but a lot of them are just working class, struggling people. A lot of the people I do shows for are doing worse off than I am sometimes. Like, right. you go out with them, and they're, like, their, their job and overtime and, you know, needing, you know, money. And it's like, yeah. It's, right, yeah. right. Everybody's struggling, you know what I mean? I don't right. think anybody really has too much extra privilege. I mean, yeah, there is, but. There are, well, those people, we're not hanging out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go to the Midwest, it's real people with, you know, they're coming issues. The, yeah, right. They're the yeah. ones coming to clubs. You're not, you know, when you do those people, it's like they're at the fundraiser. Yeah, they yeah. bought out 20 <laughs> tables, yeah. you know, at whatever, which we're thankful for, you know, when we're doing mm-hmm. the fundraiser, but they don't have the same struggle. I think at one point it was like, uh, I was doing the show with Marion Grodin. And she just looked at the audience and there was this table, like three tables of like super, like Armani suits and these oh, guys wow. with jewels all over there. I mean, they were like, and she's like, I worked, you know, I went to school, public school with, you know, mostly Latino and black people like you guys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. And that's another thing I'm trying to do in Miami with this room is I mix the lineup of like Def Jam comics mm. and like, you know, mainstream, like uptown and downtown. Oh, which nice. Is a mix. So that they, they see a whole kind of. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Menu. Yeah, because I'm trying to train because Miami crowds can be. Because Miami's a party city, so... It can be a very, like, Latino crowd. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, crowd, yeah, the, exactly, you know, exactly. Oh, yeah, crowd. Yeah. And then, like, if you can really... So what I'm trying to do is mix it up a little bit. Like, I have Mike Vecchione and uh, Ruperto Vanderpool on my next uh, one. Who, okay. who never are usually on the same lineups, unless they're in New York somewhere. Right, but, right, yeah, right. But to be on the road and have um, those that mix... Right, so the people also kind of are trained or exposed to like these are two completely different voices yeah voices yeah and listen to the a joke a joke writer and listen to a like a more upbeat you know yeah animated comic character right yeah right and then i'll 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 play the middle i'll do some jokes and some other things you know what i mean right and you and you host yeah mediate yeah right right that's fine (laughs) 
Because also when you host, don't you, you you get there's a certain freedom when you host. Yeah. Because you don't have to. You're not closing it down. You're yeah. Just, you're just bringing. You're scooping them up, fluffing the room for the. Which have to get better because I I haven't hosted in a while, so right. my my host game is a little rusty. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Because when people <laughs> say stuff back, you're like, oh, yeah. You got to make announcements and tell right. people to fill out their comment cards, and you're really the host. Like it's just I have to get my. That that back that side of me back. Right, right, you know? right. And then when you ask a couple how long you've been together, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I gotta do something. I gotta. Yeah, you just to come you. into a cold room and you know I can't just go into my set. <laughs> right, right. It's just people are like, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Just yeah. Let's let's get to the hug first. Let me get a hug or something. What's what's uh what's like a what was like the, I guess the worst like a big I don't know a heckle or a scary like. I, give, I, I do this in my act ranger. once. I was do I was doing a show one night and I was bombing, trying my best to find. You know, it's like you're trying to find yourself, but you're still drowning. And then there was some Brooklyn kids in the crowd, like going, like really, yeah, really, like mocking me. And then one of them goes, "Look at your tight ass sweater. I could see your nipples." <laughs> and then I <laughs> and I looked out at my sweater and saw my nipples. Oh, I wanted to kill him. I was so like I was. No! He, he ruined me. I oh no! He, I couldn't. It wasn't nothing I could say after that. I was like, oh, I wanted, after that, I was ready to fight. Like, Yo. oh, he didn't say anything. Like, well, why are you looking at my nipples? nipples. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have the strength, man. I was, I, didn't, I got in my emotions. Right now, of course, we could do like the Monday Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we should have done this or that. Yeah, yeah. He, oh he God! Ate and my what ass happened? Up. So he like. And I just ended the show and said a few more bad jokes and. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just sort of watching your whole body. Yeah, like, I just, just yeah, I, I lost that one. Oh, and God. I broke up with my girlfriend once. Uh, we broke up for a year, and that weekend we broke up. I bombed like four times. I don't know what happened. There was no oxygen in my set. Nothing wow. I said was. And wow, it was so like. You lost your game. It was like weird. My mojo wasn't working at all. It was like. What did you do? I mean, because that's a I lot of. Several in a row. Like, one like, is in a like, row. Like, it's like a whole weekend I was bombing. So I was I'll like, be bombing your own. I call my friend. I'm like, yeah, I just bombed again, man. What the heck's going on? Oh God! Yeah. How do you get up? How do you have the strength to keep going? Hey, You're obviously I, hey here. this is what I do now. It's nothing I can, you know. What I mean? This is what I do. I I'm can't quit. Stand up comedian. <laughs> too know? many, too many years in. I can't leave. Yeah, I'm out in the middle of the ocean. Right, it's true. Once you're in the yeah, middle of the ocean, the ocean it's just... like, do I go back to land? Or what am I gonna do? Right, right. Go work a job, and I'm used to. Yeah, I can't do it, man. Right. No, they can't, but, you know. I mean, the job now would be a TV job or something that, you know, that's what comics do. You work to get freedom, then you get a job, like, on a TV show or something, and then you have to wake up at 6. And, you know, right, right. What was I thinking? You know? <laughs> what was I thinking? Now I'm writing for this show, and I have to get up earlier than yeah. I did with my regular yeah, shitty yeah, job yeah. I didn't like. Right, right. But that's how it is. Like, you work so hard to book things, and, like, every time I book something, a commercial, I'm like, Oh my God! How long are we gonna be here? It's like, <laughs> and no gratitude. Yeah, yeah, gratitude you're so job. happy. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna get a check. I don't care. I don't. I gotta go to bed. You say, man. Oh man, this is too can much. Can you can you guys pick me up an hour later? Can, we, can, much, uh, can the car pick me yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Then you can't wait to hear it. it's a wrap, and you're like, oh God, thank God. <laughs> What was the fun project you did? Like you do all these commercials. You've done a lot of commercials. Yeah, there was. I was on a good roll, man, uh, for a while until the look turned hipster. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. You're not Twinkie enough. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know my glasses. I wear glasses, but they're not ironic. Freaking. Right, right. And you're not on a unicycle. And then I don't have a beard now, so it's like, uh, <laughs> can't grow a beard. So, right, yeah. right. And you're allergic to plaid. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did do some fun commercials. The funnest was uh, Career Builders. It was a Super Bowl commercial. That they they filmed it. It was like shooting a movie. We're in the up in the mountains in Vancouver and like a ski lodge, shooting in this outdoor thing. It was huge production. Wow. Getting chased by horses, men on horseback. It was pretty dope. It was a good experience. It was like an action flick. Yeah, yeah. And we shot five commercials in five days, or four commercials in five days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you were on horse. You were on horseback. No, I wasn't on horseback. I was being chased on horseback. It sounds like some slave picture, doesn't it? <laughs> Nat Turner, the Nat Turner story. Hmm. What, what would you like to do next? Then I mean, you you have what, what's how do they find out about the Miami? Go to MiamiComedy.com, MiamiComedy.com, and you'll find out the schedule of the show, what it costs to get in, and more about the venue, parking, uh, anything you need to. So it's every Wednesday? or uh, We're doing it once a month now. We had our first one in September. We did once a month to build our audience, build momentum, right. let people know. Because I've been in Miami for years and never even knew this place was here. Right. So it's like a hidden gem. Like people that go there, like I never knew this was here. Right, right. And uh, we're just getting people to know about it. And then the, the, the goal is to go every week. Right, right. Because there's a void of comedy in Miami right, right now. Because there's definitely a market then. Yeah. If that thing, if the coconut yeah. grove improv. They have the Fort Lauderdale improv inside the Hard Rock. But people who live down in the heart of Miami don't really like to go all the way to Fort Lauderdale. Right. Day right. to Broward is like, uh, right, yeah. Right, right, right. It's, like, it's like going to Secaucus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm going to Secaucus. Mm. <laughs> New Yorkers going to Jersey to party. It's right, like, right. Mm. It's, yeah, they would never yeah. do that. Yeah. Although we are Jersey friendly. We're yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out myself right now. I am. Actually, people from Staten Island party in Jersey because I guess it's easier to get oh, right, to Jersey right. than Because there's bridges. Yeah. And there's no direct bridge. Oh. Mm. And Jersey needs someone to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, who was who was someone you met, like a big name, like someone that like blew you away, or did you open for someone that was like? Nah, but um, Chris Rock still makes me a little like, little. I'm just getting used to seeing him like around and right. in person. Having conversations, we never like we talk a little, but I'm still like, oh, Chris, right? He's such a fucking amazing talent to me, and he's been, you know, he's done a lot of cool shit in his career, and some of the the stuff that he's written has become part of our culture. Even I, I hear people quoting his shit all the time, right, and, right, news programs and everybody, just in life, and I think he's dope, and um. Yeah, he's and we had a weird interaction once, which like so it's, it's just weird, man. What happened? Um, Chris lives in North Jersey, Alpine. Alpine, but, you know, right, right. And one day, me and my girl are riding around, just looking at mansions. We saw these huge homes, so it's like I got, I pulled into a cul-de-sac. Accidentally, I pulled in this neighborhood, and then, so we just just ride up through this cul-de-sac. And when I pulled out, I see Chris's Porsche pulling in. <laughs> Chris pulled up. And, like, we made eye contact, and he looked at me like, what is this nigga doing in my neighborhood? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I was driving a Benz, so it wasn't like I was like, you right, know. Right, right, right. You weren't on like, a tricycle. But still, but it was like maybe three houses on his cul-de-sac, and for me to be coming out and, and him and his wife, his family lived there, he probably got a little protective. And like, right, right, you know, right. He's a right. celebrity and shit, so right. he kind of looked at me like, yeah, or, yeah. Like, and then a few days later, so there's no to, security guard for that. No, no, no. It's no security. Wow. No, there's no gated community. It's just a house. I don't want to tell nobody that you know a man's business <laughs> in the street. But yeah, and then I saw him a couple days later at the Comedy Cellar, and his cousin Sherrod was like, "Kyle, you were in Chrissy's neighborhood, huh?" <laughs> and then Chris was like, "Kyle Grooms, I know everything about you, my friend." And I looked in his phone, and he wrote a note: "Kyle Grooms in my neighborhood." was written in his phone. I was like, holy shit. He must have felt, I know, it was just weird. What did he, what, so how did he know? So he knew it was you? Yeah, he knows me. Like, he knows of me. Like, we've seen, yeah. Like, we made eye contact. Oh, God, awkward. So was, yeah, yeah, awkward. yeah. <laughs> it's just creepy because he thinks you're creepy. Like, no, yeah. I was, dude, I was just driving. Yeah, I didn't it was know just, you yeah. Here. And I was like, yeah, we, my girl, we were just riding around looking at the houses. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so. Yeah, it was just so. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And yeah. then so now when you see him, he's like, "Oh, there's that." that yeah, there's that creepy yeah, bro like, stalker. Yeah. Like even when when I come to the comedy cellar table and he's there, it's like, "Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going?" Oh, awkward. Awkward. You gotta, you yeah, can't yeah. like erase that. You gotta yeah. have to have like a yeah. <laughs> someone else has to put a project with the two of you like yeah together. Like, yeah. So like, hey, man, you know. Remember that time you thought I was talking? I was just taking my my girl was taking me out. Or, yeah. You know whatever. Yeah. She wanted to drive. I drove. That's all. Nothing, nothing, no, no creepo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't uh, stalking you, bro. I had that with the, uh, I was at the Montreal Just for Last Festival, and I, I had just seen Margaret Cho, maybe, you know, two or three months, or four months earlier at, at uh, down at Stress Factory. And, you know, I went backstage, and I said, oh, I'd love to open for you, but, you know, she's sitting there with her opener, but, I, you know, you gotta do the, you gotta do the ask. You know, I've asked other people, and I... Anyway, it was just awkward. And then, of course, I'm at the Just for Laughs. I go in the wrong elevator. She's there with her handler. Oh, shit. And so I'm looking at the map, and she's like, oh, where are you going? Like, the handler. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to the whatever, the opera room or some other industry room. And she's like, oh, well, you have to go out to the other, and then you'll find, you know. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, did, I was just so nervous because Mar- I'm trying oh, not right. to look at Margaret. And then she's like, you could go now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, she was very Canadian the oh, way she said wow. it. She's like, well, you can, you can you go, can go now. Yeah. She's like holding the door. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. oh, I can't get out of here. You got stuck. Ah. Like, just like disappear. Or go, yeah. no, speak English. I did nothing. You just oh, like, wow. Oh. Oh. So funny. We'll have to do something with Margaret Show and Chris Rock. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Erase like, hey, all that awkwardness. We're not creepy to her. We're totally normal. Let's do a great project. Yeah. And he's good friends with, like, you know, my f- Marina, and she always yeah. talks to him, but I kind of just stand there like, okay. Right, right. I think it's tricky. Do you feel like, because I always feel like I have no problem doing the network game when it's not someone I'm interested in. Like, if yeah. it's just like, oh, that person is funny, but I don't really, yeah. like, worship what they do or, like, whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. But as soon as they're, like, amazing, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it's like when, uh, like whenever I, I was a girl that I really thought I liked, 
I'd get all goofy, like, right. but if it's a girl, I'm just saying, hey, I'm fun, I'm from confident, I got right. swag. swag. Yeah, you know what I mean? But for a girl that I'm really, like, I always would be like, uh, 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 right, right. I don't, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. You become Urkel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I used to, not anymore. <laughs> I know my what value now. Uh, <laughs> I have my inner swag. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, I remember growing up, that was always an issue for me. Right. Well, I think that's every comic, right? I mean, mm. there's, we're, we're, I mean, we're all damaged. No mm. one becomes a comedian because, <laughs> like, their parents were, like, were your parents sort of absent, or did you like strive for their approval? Or I think what? I was the youngest, and um, I don't know. I just always liked comedy ever since I heard Richard Pryor for the first time. Right. And then I found I had a naturally natural funny funny wit. Like, you know, I was always able to be able to turn on laughter with my cousins, my friends, family, all that. So right. it was like bring the room over to, yeah, to, yeah. to the youngest one. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't brass or like, hey, walk in the room. Hey, I'm the I'm the life of the party. But but you know, but you amongst could, my you friends, could, you yeah, could, like, you could find that funny that yeah, like hey, whoo, yeah. 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 Oh God, Kyle. It's been so fun chatting with you. Yeah, same to you now too, for, man. For people to find you, KyleGrooms.net. Yeah, everything. KyleGrooms.net, Kyle Grooms uh on Instagram, no space, Kyle Grooms. Uh in Twitter, Facebook. It's all Kyle Grooms. Okay. G R O O M S. And then down in Miami, the MiamiComedy.com at the Flamingo Theater. Last Wednesday of every month. Last Wednesday, and hopefully we'll be building it because it just started. Yeah, it just September, started. September just started. We actually had two. One show was a Saturday, and it was the first show Will Sylvents and I headlined. But now, oh, the Wild wow. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Now oh, that show was amazing. That must have been an amazing and show. It was a Saturday night, so everyone had their rest. It was perfect. But uh, Wednesday, you know, we're, we're trying to get it we're up and popping. Well, that would be that would be a great yeah. first show. Yeah, you yeah. and Will. Yeah, me and Will. It was tight. It was tight. Yeah, yeah. It was tight. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. For more information about Kyle Grooms or any other guests, go to WTYPod.com. That's WTYPOD.com. I'm Rich Campo. Thank you again, Kyle Grooms. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Thank you. WTY. It's a comedy journey. 